0: 11 Friends don't lie. Stop it, you're freaking her out He's freaking me out The Upside Down
1: Do you understand what he's talking about? No I better drop the booty Oh God, please
0: do me it's the kid I need you to hide
1: <laughs> Mornings are for coffee and contemplation
0: huh? Holy shit
2: Welcome back to the Upside Down, where we always call dibs on skins. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. Whoa, Andy, that was like a Demogorgon (laughs) that came out of here. Are you possessed? I'm trying to keep the voice going. By the (laughs) Thessaladra. This is Streaming Things, the number one rated amongst the (laughs) (laughs) mid-rated Stranger Things podcast on the interwebs. But you can help us uh, get higher on that list (laughs) and in general. By rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes uh, or Stitcher, wherever it is that you find our podcasts, uh, very quickly. And we'll even give you a $100 Amazon gift card if you do so by November the 7th and screenshot said rating and review and send it to Streaming Things Pod at gmail.com
0: we'll give you a chance to get that gift card we're not just gonna give you the gift card if you said that. <laughs> Is that
2: the way I said that like yeah. everybody gets one you were like you will get one if you do this <laughs> like, no no no
0: it's one person's getting one
2: I'm we got, just... got 3,000 reviews
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to
2: be optimistic <laughs> you particularly I'm talking to one individual person that's listening right now you will get it yeah you, you will you will get it
1: congratulations
0: you gonna get it like Mr. Clark you can get it <laughs> go and
2: get it As they say in America, if
1: you're listening from
2: abroad, I don't know why I did that. Like, they're definitely from England. From abroad, you know I'm talking to you. I'm not. I'm making fun of you. That's just what I do. I've had some cough syrup. I'm a little sick. So if I cough at some point and Steve, you'll know him as Stu, misses the edit, that's because I'm sick. But I did take some cough syrup and I don't typically do cough syrup. I never miss. I never miss. <laughs> uh, so this, if you've never listened to the show before, typically we watch typically by every fucking time we watch the episode that uh, we're talking about, about which we are talking
1: and an fucking tour right <laughs> <This is awesome. laughs>
2: we hop right on the mics and talk about the episode. Uh, And great depth. Often it's longer than the episode itself. So we just really, really love Stranger Things. And keep in the back of your minds uh, as we're on Chapter 5. We only have four chapters remaining. Uh, If you want us to continue talking about shows or films of any kind, uh, to send it to streamingthingspod at gmail.com. What you would like us to talk about next, if you'd like streaming things to continue after Stranger Things 2 dies out, Uh, we would love to keep doing it. But we're not going to talk into the void we can just hang out with each other if we're going to do that, uh, even though we do have a wonderful time doing this. So if you really want us to continue, please email StreamingThingsPod at gmail.com and let us know that you feel that way. That would make us feel just just wonderful.
0: A whole a whole happy bundle yeah, in if, the
2: heart. We would feel like 11 uh, stumbling upon a little treasure trove of egos and such in the woods. If- <laughs> 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 that's how we are. If we get an email, that's exactly the sound Steve makes. He gets a little notification on his phone. Yeah. It's really almost annoying, but he does it every time. So please do that. Uh, This is chapter five, Dig Dug, which Netflix describes thusly. Nancy and Jonathan swap conspiracy theories with a new ally as Eleven searches for someone from her past. Bob the Brain tackles a different
0: problem. (laughs) You started off as like a general in the Imperial Army and then you like became Sherlock Holmes at the end.
2: Wasn't that a good like audiobook voice? Yeah, it's pretty yeah,
0: good. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I would I would listen to it. I feel like it was more of a David Attenborough,
2: that's what I was going for. Like uh <laughs> like you know,
0: Planet, Planet Earth.
2: Earth. Yeah. Pop the brain.
1: These penguins, they
0: march five million
1: miles to
0: make love.
2: You you were talking to You're supposed to
0: do Morgan Freeman when you're talking about penguins. These goddamn penguins always (laughs) getting (coughs) sprinkled. You can eat the shimperito. Shimparito.
2: Andy Dufresne walked in like a tall drink of water, looked like a wind might blow him over.
0: That was pretty good. That was like the the exact quote. You got it. Thank you.
2: I've seen it quite a few times on the TNT, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about stranger things. TNT
0: things. Chapter five. (laughs) Dig
2: dug. All right. Digging the dug. Joyce wanders through... (laughs) Andy can't keep it together. Who drank the promethazine? You or I? (laughs) TNT things. I get it. So, Joyce uh, wanders through the drawings, which... Right off the bat. I'm just... She's trying to match... Uh, eh. I don't know. So Anyway, we'll talk about it. She's wandering through the drawings all through the house. They've littered the entire house now. They're mm-hmm. just like the, the lights from season one. They're just all the way down the hallways, up the walls. I don't know how... To, they had tape in the 80s, I guess. Scotch tape. That was the thing. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: All right, fair enough. How much paper do they have in that house? Right. <laughs> so... Um, and then Hop's st- stuck in the, uh, the the tunnel, but she's trying to reach his voicemail, which, by the way... Hop's voicemail is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm out doing something incredible. Hey, just go ahead and think I'm just out doing cool shit and probably pass out right here. Beep.
0: Hey, it's Jim Hopper. My life is dope because I do dope shit. <laughs> I'm going to change my voicemail to that. You've reached Chris Rod.
2: I'm out doing dope ass shit. So, uh, this is a cell phone now. So, this works a lot differently. I uh, probably just didn't want to talk to you. Beep. Something like that. Anywho, just wanted to just shout out to Hop's voicemail because it's the kind of show this is. Deep dive. Uh, Will talks to Mike. Uh, he's in me. That's my quote on the thing. I just didn't really think about that <laughs> at all. <laughs> will talks to Mike. quote. He's in me. End quote. Uh, that's not what that means. So it's getting worse. Uh, he talks to, to Mike has always been his confidant about this, uh, shadow monster, uh, the Thessal hydra, if you will, which I'm still waiting for them to refer it, to it as the Thessal hydra. I'm starting to lose a little bit of hope. You guys mm-hmm. still have hope in that? They've got to come up with a better name than shadow monster. Yeah. It's pretty weak. Well, still, Dustin still hasn't been included in these conversations, so I'm still holding out That's a true. thin thread of hope. Uh, but yeah, so Will, it's, it's getting worse. He says that it, at first, his thoughts about the shadow monster, his, his insight into its feelings and whereabouts were like a distant dream that he would have to think really hard about to find, which I love the poetry there, but I think it's wrong. In my, my experience, when you wake up from a dream and you try to remember it, it goes away, but later in the day, once you've forgotten to even try, it's like, ah. Oh! yeah i was sliding down a hill of peanut butter after my puppy that's what it was (laughs) that sounds like the best dream ever (laughs) it was um so yeah he's all will's all sweaty he just looks like shit like it's just a dope fiend just just feeling bad and he's trying to tell mike all about it uh and he says now it's just constantly with me and mike tries to be the cheery guy and says uh Hey, maybe you're like a super spy. Maybe you can help us because you know what's going on. And then Will's like, what if he spies back? What if he watches us watching him? And Mike's just as overconfident as Joyce and irresponsible. He won't. We won't let him. No, he ain't going to do that. <laughs> uh, I read a book. If you look at uh, my encyclopedia collection, because it's the 80s, I have this. If you look at letter S, it's S H Shadow, Monster. Yeah, they can't do that. So. <laughs> you don't know that don't tell this little boy all these I mean I get that you're trying to encourage him and maybe I'm the asshole here but I just feel like it's irresponsible to everyone to be telling him like we got you buddy you're definitely not going to have like a crazy seizure at the end of this episode that nobody can help you from you know so (laughs) no thanks okay cool let's do this Uh, Hopper is so crazy brave he's down the tunnel and if I were him if I were Hop well I wouldn't be in this show at all because I'd be at home (laughs) everything's fine coffee and contemplation that is me the beginning Hopper um, he just starts wandering if I was him dropped right in there okay upside down tunnels throughout the town alright I should call him out of here and let people know this is bad I should call Paul Reiser yeah I, that's what I thought this episode was gonna be him hopping out hey <laughs> got him. and hopping on down to I overdid it that's me that's too many guys. Goes, to <laughs> <laughs> goes down to Paul Reiser and tells him hey we got an issue but no he just starts exploring
1: like fucking hot door of the fucking explorer it's with no map friend. Just yeah. wandering around. Kind of like just watching that beginning of that episode, like, oh yeah, it seems like a good idea, Hop. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna use your cigarettes as the breadcrumb trail? That's smart. Yeah. I do really like the cigarette smoke.
2: crumbs. I did like that. Because that was after he was already
1: stuck. Right. But what
2: was his plan pre stuck, you know? I'm just gonna investigate. I I'm could do that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just with that he threw down like a half a cigarette it's like all right dude assuming you have a full pack there you got about 40 of those how far do these tunnels right. go
2: i like that though when he first pulled it out i thought he was going to smoke it, yes, it <laughs> cuz the, so the thing the tunnel walls had already like gassed him yeah. and he passed out which i thought was funny he's like Ugh. and then he looks to his left <laughs> and gets him again like
1: ah, <laughs> damn it god <laughs> ah, damn it
2: <laughs> uh, so then he passes out wakes up puts his little uh, used his Patch and some sleeve. sleeve, yeah, has like a mask for his face. And then he pulled a cigarette out, and I just started laughing. <laughs> like I don't know how he's gonna smoke that, but I'm fucking in for how <laughs> badass that is. Uh, and then he used it as a cigarette breadcrumb trail, and I was like, yeah, no, that's that makes sense. But I wish he was gonna smoke it. Uh, but but he that's gets, later after he wakes up.
0: But he gets trapped down there because while he's exploring, the vines kind of reform the hole yeah, that he made man. and trap him down there. That's kind of cool. Ah fucking chill. those child. vines grow a
2: lot monster they're pretty quick so uh, Jonathan and Nancy is what we cut to after Hop passes out uh, getting a motel am <laughs> I right boys oh, hey <laughs> sorry I just saw it again last night in that scene where <laughs> it used to be a beaver trap in town still is am I right boys that's my favorite part <laughs> yeah, it's fucking stuck in my head I've been saying he goes I'm, for
0: the high five <laughs> yeah I've said
2: am I right boys and high fived like at least 14 people today so <laughs> I can't stop saying that I actually said it last episode too uh and then we got like a Fargo scene, a very Cohen brothers type thing when they walk in and the way that it's shot and framed with Nancy on the left, uh, and that hair. Can we talk about Nancy's hair? Oh, we already have. So. <laughs> Looking great. Uh no. And <laughs> on point. <laughs> the hotel desk clerk just chewing the gum, slipping slurpy. I just felt like it was very Cohen Brothers to me, that whole exchange.
1: You'd like to get a room? We got those. (laughs) Yeah. I love that lady. (laughs) That lady's so
0: over this shit.
2: Such a caring, uh, you know, hospitality person. Uh, Yeah. So then they go in the room and they have this. uh, It was two on the nose of a reference where he says, do you want me to leave them on or off? Talking about the lights. Uh, And then the show calls it out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, deja vu. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh and they compare their hand scars and they almost have a moment and then the conversation devolves when Jonathan calls that bitch out. He's like, Hey yo, I thought she was gonna be my girl. Which well, is the first I... time we've seen any reference to them well, having. Nancy
0: calls him him out because they go down and oh, they, really? they, they, they they were they were they review the scars. They're yeah, like mine's is is bigger longer. than yours. Right. And and then they have that moment and they separate and Nancy goes, What happened between us? Oh really? I missed that. I must have
2: been <laughs> scribbling about the scars. I take notes <laughs> while I watch it's it's bad. Uh, okay. That's awkward of her to say. Yeah. He's like, oh, between us is Steve's cock, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Does that small thing? Yeah. That small little detail. I couldn't hop over that one. <laughs> a awkward for me. Uh, and then she says, I waited. And he says. Only a month. A month. <laughs> and I'm with Jonathan on this. Where were you? I get so lonely at night, and Steve was there, and you were, is the subtext, uh, in the hospital with my brother. Yeah. Who, wow. Who we all thought was dead. Real sweet person you are. <laughs> well, I was mourning Barb. Nobody
0: likes Barb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I
2: just no, feel like that's who? incredibly
0: insensitive of her. I'm still waiting for her to say Barbara at someone, and they, and they just go, who? I waited a month, and you know
2: people round real life. He hmm. was literally probably, um, if we're granting twenty four days tops. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's a month in like real time. <laughs> <laughs> you waited like three plus weeks.
0: What well, the end at the end of season one? That it, it goes one month later, and it's Christmas, and Steve's already with her. Yeah,
2: and it, comfortably with her. So you feel like they've been together for at least a week. Yeah. You know what At I mean? Least. That's not first day back together, hanging out Christmas time. Did you give them the camera? They had to go shop
1: for the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. She's been, oh yeah. She waited a week. They had to go back, rewatch season one, see what kind of camera it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think this paints Nancy in a very good light. I, I think Jonathan deserves better. And I, uh-huh. I love Nancy, but she's just in a place in her life where she's got to figure out what she wants and quit dragging
1: Jonathan around. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. well, in her defense, they didn't have a phone. Because her phone broke <laughs> during season one. so Jonathan's phone broke? Yeah. It well, Blew she could up have, twice. She could have driven down there. She could have. She could have rode Mike's bike. She left the hospital at the end of
0: season one. Yeah. Like when uh, all the boys were in the hospital like, Will's back. She's like, well, I'm peacing out. Supposedly morning bar, but craving some Steve. <laughs> Seemed a little more realistic now, boys. Apparently what she really wanted was some Jonathan, but he wasn't on the menu.
1: <laughs> he was busy with so she brother. went out for some
0: takeout. Steve, oh my god, your brother's fine. Are you gonna take me out? Take me out? Take me out. <laughs> I do, I do like the moment that they share where they compare the scar, yeah, because that was kind of a neat that's that's a bonding thing between the two of them because they did, you know, cut their hands
1: together sure. and
2: they've been through some shit,
1: yeah, they some real dark shit. As soon as they held their hands out, I, I saw that his scar was a lot smaller than hers. And I was like, half it a, th- a little bit there, Jonathan. Like, she <laughs> went the full Monty. And he- <laughs> Jonathan has scar envy at this point. Yeah, she calls him out. She's like, mine's bigger. He's like, I'm a grower. <laughs> <laughs> Not a shower. Not a healer. Uh, cut back to Hopper,
2: just laying there. He wakes up, and he's, that's when we, he just does the mask and starts laying his uh, uh, cigarette breadcrumbs, just trying to get out there with zero hope of that. Uh, cut to Lucas's family. We actually get an insight into Lucas's whole family, not just his little bitch-ass sister, Erica. I love uh, this scene. And yeah, his dad is awesome. Yeah. So He's trying to ask for advice on how to handle uh, the falling out that he had with Maxine, mm-hmm. obviously. He's like, Dad, how do you apologize to Mom? You know, I forget what he says. He says he says he
0: says he saw her and then he buys her whatever she wants yeah and even when she's wrong <laughs> that, that look he, he drops the newspapers like she's never wrong son and then his mom's like oh yeah that's right <laughs> I just I like that that's the first time we've seen his dad right absolutely I hope we see his dad more we barely saw his mom just taking photos of him yeah like his family seems like I want to see them more just because I this one small scene their interaction together was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. different than the other families that we've seen are you talking about like a spinoff?
1: <laughs> a Lucas <laughs> spinoff? I'm me down.
0: Meet the Lucas
2: family. <laughs> Meet the Sinclairs. <laughs> that was, I couldn't figure out what his last name was. I think his last name is Sinclair.
0: I could be mistaken.
2: And at the end, uh, Erica dumping a lot of syrup on that French toast. Yeah. I think all of the syrup that was missing from season one is now yeah, in season two. That's
1: what I was thinking that, too. They're making up for it. That seemed like
2: a blatant reference. with the Like she just over squirted that syrup mm-hmm. on there. Or it was like an ad lib squirt and they just went with it because it was funny. Was that a poor phrasing, Steve? Just, that's a funny phrase, ad lib squirt. That's what they call it in the biz, Steve. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm
1: not an insider. Yeah, you can keep working. You've never seen the behind the scenes of syrup things? <laughs> Finish your <laughs> internship.
2: You'll learn the ad lib squirt. Maybe I'll get there one day. <laughs> and B-roll squirt. Uh, and we cut to poor Musey. Uh Claudia just... Shouting for her music i think steve 's a cat guy you got pretty sad during that scene i 'm not a cat
0: guy, but i I always feel bad when characters have a pet that they obviously love mm. and it dies, and it 's just kind of like there that that uh fear that she's having on screen of like where's my cat muse muse it's so sad
2: like mm. claudia is the new barb's parents because everyone knows muse is dead except her and they <laughs> no. have to keep up the ruse she's gonna hire murray to find me oh well, yeah she's over across town uh, miss mccloud just called you know gustin and- just must
1: not be a cat person because he doesn't give a shit He's he like, wasn't sad at all
2: <laughs> lying
1: his ass
0: off, and how quickly he came up with that. Well, he might have been a little sad, but he was very much like, "Gotta get down to business." There's a That's there's true. a killing yeah. machine in my room. This I Get my mom out of here. Kill my
2: mom next. Yeah. Fuck the cat. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I remember those old phones. Cause I used to try to pull that trick, like where you would act like no somebody's there and talk, but it's so loud on those old phones. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And like, there's no one there, Chris. What are you? What's really going on? <laughs> I was kind of worried for him and started doing that. Uh, so yeah, he. Pretends to get a phone call about the whereabouts of Muse and sends his mother off. And she's so sweet and broken hearted listening to her son. I almost feel like she's not fit to be a parent. I mean, she's just not in control of any situation <laughs> that I've seen so far. <laughs> Dustin runs that fucking house. Have you noticed? Nobody? Nobody?
0: Well, he is the golden child. He's obviously a golden the
2: child. The only child, I yeah. think. So there's that. And he's got teeth now, again, like Andy pointed out. So. I
1: haven't seen Mr. Dustin. I don't know what the last name is. I don't either. How Andrew does you say? know
2: Sinclair? How do you know these boys' last names, Steve? I don't know.
1: Oh, well. you get all defensive
2: I don't know I'm not weird I don't fucking anything.
0: know I watch the show like everyone else <laughs> I
2: I'm weird about it I think it's on IMDb I think it's awesome I think it's great bud uh, and then he goes off and gears up looks like a guy from Mighty Ducks which was in my egos, but I totally made that up so I'm not gonna actually use it but <laughs> it's like Mighty Ducks you know goofy kid in a hockey suit and goes to war with some baloney, tries to lead it into the outside cellar, which I don't think is connected to the house or that's a shitty ass plan. Right. Just like a tornado cellar. Uh, And I I did not expect that for him to gear up and get pissed off and actually go out and fight it and win, like knock it into the cellar. Right. Yeah. Super cool.
1: I thought it was going to be like a uh, mommy scene. Like he's all geared up and kicks open the door and it's like, "Ah, ah," like it's happy to see him. You know what I mean? Like,
2: (laughs) That. I would have been super pissed. I'm glad that didn't
0: happen. <laughs> I, I love uh, when he opens the door and he immediately turns around and goes, shit, 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 shit. Oh my God, oh my yeah, God, oh my God, God oh my God, that oh my God. <laughs> because that's, you know,
2: it's super realistic. Like you realize what you're doing, but you have to, and shit, 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 yeah. shit.
0: That slap shot he hits it, like he drilled that thing right into the goalposts.
2: Yeah, Gold. man. Goal. Is that what they do in the sport? Ball, sport and, puck. And the, and, the, and the hockey. And the hockey's Canadian listeners. Right into streaming things pod at gmail. No. Uh Eleven uh, hitchhikes. Now, we've come leaps and bounds. We were just talking last episode about her ability to communicate. I mean, I'm not super confident I would be able to hitchhike. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't, but it was definitely way cooler in the 80s. It was a different time. It was a different time. A simpler time. I mean, Eleven was like... how. It, we, they cut that scene out for a reason, I feel like. She'd have to be like... She'd have to know the thumb trick,
1: which yeah. she doesn't.
2: Or she could just psychically stop the car, I guess. And he's like, <laughs> uh... I need a ride. I'm going to mom's house. Because she, he said he knew about her mom and you know, mm-hmm. acted like that he had, she had been fighting. I mean,
0: I can't imagine the sentences that she would have put together. Right. She well, he opens might the not door have, at the semi. She might not have explicitly told him, like, I'm going to see my mom. It could just be another trucker that's like, this kid... As she ran away trying to get back home, what are you doing, you little rascal? You should go apologize to your mom for running away from her. It mm. could be, but
1: I don't know, man. I, I feel mean, like he does ask how long has it been. Like I felt so like she told knew him some something. Things. Yeah,
0: I could just. Well, he's just a the eleven. 11 I know <laughs> the semi
2: pulls up, and she's like, "Friends don't lie." Uh, so you need a ride? Promise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah
0: Where are you going
2: 515 this street
0: <laughs> I love
2: that they threw in that word He says 515 LeBar Street or whatever And she goes 515 Because she's learned that Even yes. though she's wrong in this context <laughs> yeah. It's actually both But we don't want to go there Confused <laughs> the little girl uh, That was very Very definitely done Duffers She's lucky um, that she
0: got a good truck driver
2: Yeah And not a way south The truck got driver a- is very lucky I feel like no, that's true Yeah that's true Fair Get off my leg no, we're going to, and next nap. Yep. Going to psychically <laughs> but then the drive truck this truck. Flies
0: off the, uh... <laughs> Do you
2: think Eleven could uh, a
1: levitate? A levitate? You're so proud no, of that. No, seriously, if she can lift <laughs>
2: other things, couldn't she? I think we're going to see Eleven float or fly by the end of this episode. Or no, I mean season.
1: Uh-huh, i see pretty it. pretty cool.
2: Why not? Answer me that.
1: Uh,
0: I,
2: I don't have an argument against that. No good argument. That's what I thought. Cut to uh, Becky, Terry's sister. I guess uh, Eleven slash Jane's aunt. And uh, Becky, look at her butt. (laughs) Uh,
0: She is uh, not buying
2: what she's selling. That was a great scene. Uh, She Mm -hmm. comes out all hard, thinks she's like a Jehovah's Witness or some kind of Girl Scout. And uh, Eleven's not having that. She opens the uh, chain lock, which I haven't seen in many moons. Those chain locks. My apartment had one when I was a kid. Hmm. They still make chain locks like a thing?
0: Mm, I I think think so, probably. probably.
2: I don't know why my door doesn't have one now, but it doesn't. And, get on uh, that get one yeah get it you, that way you can open the door but not open the door it's a genius invention <laughs> uh it's a very paranoid invention like if you just want to peek at somebody like, but don't want to let them in
0: it's not really going to stop anyone from breaking no. in if you <laughs> want, like a
2: tiny nail just between you and danger get one of these yeah but you want to peek at stuff because you're nosy as fuck <laughs> like you know somebody's bad but you just want to look at them <laughs> just want to see get a chain lock that's the commercial i feel like anyway we're done woo uh so, yeah, Becky opens the door. Uh, well, no, she doesn't. Uh, Eleven opens she the door. She slams with, the door. With her mind.
0: Which I is such a cool see shot. I Mama. I know. That Where was it, epic. It's that slow door opening. It and was like a horror shot. Yeah. yeah. And then it like kind of dollies in towards her face, and she's like, I want to see Mama.
2: <laughs> oh, She's so cool. Which is creepy as fuck. I wrote uh, that.
0: That was my note. L, L is so cool. <laughs> I want to be like L when I grow up. <laughs> I love
2: Eleven. Uh, cut to Jane and Terry is my notes now, because I think she's in full Jane mode now. I wonder mm-hmm. if she'll ask the boys to call her Jane when she meets them next. When Aww. is she
0: going to meet those boys? I know, right? Episode, she's not even near Hawkins. Chapter
2: motherfucking five. Well, I think something's going to call her back, um, danger-wise. I hope once so. Once things go hard. Well, if this is all about her, Jared. And I, I don't want to act like I'm disagreeing with you. It's bullshit. I totally agree. I feel like fucking Nancy wasted no, no, her right now. I,
0: I like her journey too. I'm like, just, it's uh, at the fanboy me. It's like, oh, yeah. let's see them together. The yeah. farther
2: she gets from the boys, I'm just like, it's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. 11 kill bar. No, but she's, she's <laughs> gonna, she meets her mother finally. It's so important for her to complete herself and find her origins. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but,
0: but what's wrong with Terry? What's bullshit. wrong with Mama? <laughs> bullshit.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well we find out and that was horrifying we'll talk about that in a moment so uh, she finds that her mother's uh, mumbling these nonsensical words that we talked about on the last episode breathe rainbow sunflower sunflower three right four left yeah three right four left 450 um, and she's like what's wrong with her so she talks to Becky her her aunt some more she finds out sees her crib sees her little room uh, and we cut to Nancy and Jonathan uh Arriving at Murray Bauman's, his super paranoid little lockdown house. Uh, This is the first time we've
0: seen him since episode one, right? I think so.
2: He's got cameras set up and like, uh, uh, what's it called? Audio boxes? What the fuck are those things called? Speaker? Speaker? Uh, I don't know. Speaker box? Yeah. Uh, Sure, let's call it that. All right. He's got an intercom.
0: There it is. There you go. Woo!
2: We are smart boys. We got there. Uh, Yeah. I just feel like that's pretty extensive for mid-80s. Well, he lives in like a bunker. <laughs> no, 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 it fits the the environment. I just don't know that he has the funds at that time. I mean, well,
0: Chris,
1: he's he's very milking well Bar's known. parents. I has to say, Bar's parents are selling their house. He's got some funds. Bar's parents paid for that camera for sure. <laughs> Look up and to the right. Um, he's also got about a million TVs. So it has always he's been their well plan, known.
2: I guess. To uh, yeah, I saw like a 19 inch in there. He's ah, stacked in, in the 80s, literally. Uh, it was always been their plan to take this tap. T- tape to um murray bauman and uh it's funny he's all arrogant about the information that he has at first he's showing him like his little yarn you know the stereotypical david fincher zodiac type solution man thing Mm -hmm. and it's uh, maps and pictures everywhere he's like take a gander boys and girls it's Mm a man's real work if you want to learn something about (laughs) barb and then they're just like your timeline's wrong he's like what
0: she's and, not Russian yeah, and that girl's
2: not Russian her name's Eleven you might want to sit down and just look on it it's like his wet dream of info It's like oh
0: shit did you find him um, cartoonish I, well that uh, he's not how I pictured he would be based off what we know of him in, from episode one mm-hmm. I found him to be like way more manic than I anticipated especially when he lets them into the house he does this weird like with oh, the cops anyone watching anyone mm-hmm. see us going here we, when no? he, when he right, peeks outside yes that's yeah. the
2: cartoon part I was like that was a little
0: much. I mean, it was funny. It was. But it was. I, I, I didn't see it coming. I, and I, and I um, he learned to like it. He seemed pretty put together
2: as, in the police station. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's a front where he's like, I know these people are going to think I'm a crazy person, so I got to act normal.
2: Or maybe he has <laughs> discovered more since then, and now he's freaking out, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can give him a little bit of a bone there.
1: How far does this remote go?
2: Right. Uh, so they apparently, we got a lot of scenes in this where we cut And just assume that they told people everything Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. which
2: was annoying to me because some of those things are really hard to describe and i was really curious how they would manage it like when lucas sits maxine down later i was like how the fuck is he gonna put this into words succinctly (laughs) like i'm just genuinely curious he cuts back the end yeah i was like (laughs) you sons of bitches you copped out Which, I mean, they should have because it was impossible. But that's why I was so curious, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, So speaking of which, we cut to the arcade. Uh, Keith, the creepy Cheeto eater, helps Lucas, sort of. Uh, He thinks that he wants to bang Max in the room or something. Keep it PG,
0: boys. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, you are a piece of shit. (laughs) Get that date with Nancy, right? Mm. She likes cheese puffs, I hope. He still has that Cheeto dust, like, all over
2: his I hand know. when he, like, points at him. I'm
0: like, keep it PG. And you can, like, practically see it flaking off his fingers. It's it's such a, so
2: gross. Such a nasty piece of shit. So Lucas's plan was to act like the Dig Dug uh, machine was shut down. He's like, I got another one in the back, which would never have worked. Right. A <laughs> young girl as savvy as Max as that creepy ass dude. Tell her
0: I got one in the back. Kicked him in the nuts and skated out of there immediately. Uh, there's a podcast I've been listening to about the Polybius conspiracy, which is uh, like a, a game deck cabinet in the '80s that apparently like uh, made kids have seizures, and oh, it was related to the really government. And if you were like really good at the game, government agents would like abduct you for something. Uh, and there's a woman on there that talks about she was a girl growing up in the arcade scene in the '80s, and she specifically talks about how. As a girl in an arcade in the 80s, you had to always be on the lookout for creepiest shit dudes who would try to lure you into back rooms. Oh, really? So when that happened, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> shit, it's real. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is
2: just terrible The how not shocking that is. Pick
1: a different game, Max.
2: Right. Well, I'm pretty good at uh, Miss Pac-Man, so. Uh, that's
0: a good podcast, by the way, if you want to listen to that. I, yeah, that
2: sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like streaming things for my listening pleasure, but that's just me
1: on uh, K-Fabulous Radio
2: <laughs> oh. oh hey
0: hey <laughs> that's been a new episode of in month
2: <laughs> Steve turns into uh, fucking Fonzie when he talks hey. about his other podcast <laughs> hey um, so Lucas decides to tell Max the whole story uh, somehow all the unbelievable you know Will being abducted going to the upside, you know season one
1: shit he's like I wasn't there for a lot of it but this is what I, I know. <laughs> okay
2: I was kind of an asshole nobody really hung out with me till like episode six but you know uh, Joyce tries to find Hopper and Bob shows up and I got to say, first of all, I want to, uh, vindicate Steve. He was correct. The shadow monster has a gender and it is a, he, of mm. course it is. Cause men suck. Am I right? Sorry. Hashtag
0: ladies can be shadow, <laughs> shadow monsters monster right? hashtag feminism. <laughs> uh,
2: most importantly, hashtag it is not an it. So that's offensive. Um, uh, and also I believe I am wrong. Bob does not seem to be a Hawkins laboratory spy. He just is a very nice guy. (laughs) 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 We're sorry, Bob. I'm sort of relieved about, but a little Mm -hmm. bummed about as well. I think maybe it was tropey to have him actually be bad. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he just really is just a fucking dweeb. Nice guy.
1: That's better. I don't know. What do you feel about that, guys? I feel like Mr. Clark kind of had that role filled. Position taken, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, that's okay. We can't have Nancy hooking up with uh, Mr. Clark. He's got his uh, friend that he watches movies with. But as we all know, he can get it. I love how this get show it. is like
2: catered towards nerds, which is the fans that it would most please. And, you know, nerd has had a, dumb has had a renaissance in the past 10 years with video games being elevated to an, the art form mm-hmm. it always deserved and star wars and Comic things like movies. that being more common and everybody claims nerdiness now even when they're posers mm-hmm. uh but you know we've got max i'm a
0: huge fan of dr whom right <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <that's
1: awesome. coughs> i'm stealing that
2: <laughs> so we've got like max is a cool video game skateboarder chick and you know all the boys are smart and cool and everybody wants to be them um and uh, Mr. Clark is one of the nicest characters in the world. He's super smart and he's very helpful and he's a good guy. And and now we have Bob, who's just wholesome. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to be Bob, mm-hmm. but, you know, you you could do a lot worse. I don't know. Do you, you get what I'm getting at? How this yeah. show seems to. Yeah, absolutely. I think
1: it's good for kids. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so you see nerds, even you can hook up with their rider. Successful. He's got a successful business or wait. This
0: scene goes a long way to really endear you. If you weren't endeared to Bob already before, this scene goes a long way to endear you to him further. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that he shows up unannounced to his girlfriend's house. I brought some, uh, house. brain teasers. I brought brain teasers. It made me feel better when I was sick. I thought it would help Will. Like, that's adorable. And then they ask him to come in and, uh, you know crack this puzzle they have with the, the drawings all over the house and just his reaction to it is so funny he just loves puzzles yeah he, mm-hmm. like first he's looking he's like huh you did this this is kind of cool huh uh why
2: yeah. yeah I love that um Joyce using the shit out of Bob yeah you know, like call me if you need me to talk to Well, you know don't call me Bob the brain for nothing and she just has like a light bulb like brain I need brain <laughs> <laughs> Joyce need Bob. brain Joyce need brain figure out puzzle.
0: That's my name. <laughs> uh,
2: Bob. So, but he's obviously like, I can't help you. I don't know what this is. This is fucking insane. I, this is crazy. You need to tell me more information. Will looks so sick. You look like a mess. No offense.
0: I, I guess we should say they're trying to get him to solve the puzzle because uh, Will tells Joyce he knows where Hopper is and oh, that he's, stuck, very, in, very he's true. stuck somewhere in there because he saw him in one of his happening now yeah. memories. Now memories.
2: Yeah. Right. But that just the characterization about Bob, that Mm -hmm.
0: all that shit aside,
2: he's like, wait, that looks like a whatever you say, Will It Be Lake or whatever. Lover's Lover's Lake. It it looks like a heart.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I know that shape. So do we, Bob. Bob.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just like zoned out and was like, couldn't help himself with the puzzle. It was very endearing.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, And once he gets into it, how he immediately goes from being. Joyce, what's wrong with you? This isn't healthy, too. Oh, a puzzle. Oh, that's the lake. Uh, that's the quarry. This is oh, map Hawkins. <laughs> right, Will? <laughs> right. Will's like, I guess. Uh-huh.
2: Um, then we cut back to Hop making a torch out of his shirt. Um,
1: Which would have burned for about eight seconds yeah, for sure. without gas. At least it was out when
2: they arrived. Right. Uh, uh, and no, he notices that, was, that the, the things recoil and he tries to make his own
0: hole out. Is that what he's doing? I couldn't forget what he was doing with that. Is he just trying to make an escape to, hole? Yeah, you he know? was trying to
2: dig out, I think. Mm, okay. But he was doing horizontal, like it was like back into the far right far side no. no. up.
1: <laughs> he's like He got
0: maybe like upper body in
2: and sweet so super gave up and laid down to smoke a cigarette when the <laughs> thing took him
1: which I feel like after last episode when he dug like a fucking trench like 20 feet by 30 <laughs> feet wide like it's now out of character for him to not be able to dig his way out of that hole well he's exhausted <laughs> it's the same t- you know the timeline it's he, only he an dug hour later he, <laughs> he probably couldn't get
2: out that's why he started walking around in there like, I'm never gonna be able to pull myself back <laughs> out of here I weigh a good 250
1: my, my upper body strength is just shot yeah for sure
2: could bet who Dustin dig dug in a hole for his dead cat muse um
1: and this is what makes me think he's super not a cat person. Because before it's like, okay, okay there, there's a monster here. He, yeah, right. there's a monster here. I need to fuck my cat. But now he's just like shoveling dirt and not even looking at the cat like, guys, I got a code red. I got a code red. Well, I mean, he's still
2: worried about the monster and yeah. he wants to reach his friends. One could say, okay, we know he's he doesn't give a fuck about tracks.
0: the cat. Yeah, he's got to hide the body. <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> he should have used and the cat. Up, up the
2: blood. Bad. I mean, yeah. the whole montage, yeah. or not, it's not really a montage, but the whole sequence mm-hmm. is him cleaning up shit while trying to reach them I didn't like the scene with Lucas's sister right? it really kind of pissed me off it, really? wasn't, it wasn't funny it was just how about code shut your mouth I'm like how about code shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> serious shit girl <laughs> I'm on my way all did right? you
0: not hear code red yeah fuck about not red not the Mountain Dew emergency oh,
2: good. I think that was way after the 80s though that was yeah for sure he's but, like actually debuted in 97 uh I'm just addicted to. Yeah. I didn't do? like Luka's sister. That was just very serious. She doesn't know what she's fucking with. Uh, Eleven talks more to Becky. Um, that's what I talked about earlier. I skipped that. Now she sees her room and stuff. And she noticed that the lights are blinking. And which mm-hmm. at first I thought like Terry was stuck in the upside down mentally or something. Because it was very much how Will led Joyce down the hallway uh, via the, the blinking lights in a pathway. But mm-hmm. it did lead her to Terry. But then her nose was bleeding. So she had a little psychic powers just like her uh, little daughter. And Terry wants to talk. So she turns the TV to static to signal to 11 because static to 11 is inside out talk time. Uh, I love that show for new listeners. I love that show. (laughs) We refer to the in between area. That's not the upside down or the normal world, which we call the right set up the inside out. Uh, Mm. That's the, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson
0: movie looking place. Um, So uh, Becky says like, this could be your home. Do you think the series will end with. 11 staying there. I would hate it. Me too. I don't think so. I don't want, I don't want 11 nods. And then,
2: um, when you get in, I don't what Terry. Okay. So when she's in the inside out, Terry signals to her everything that had happened up to that point, she gives her that what had happened flashback. Mm. But right before 11 says, mama, I'm home and like there's this horror movie moment Mm -hmm. where terry grabs her and goes no Mm -hmm. and it made me think like becky was not cool
1: oh yeah because becky's the one that tells terry like no your baby's dead yada yada like i I think absolutely that she's in on it yeah okay (gasps) oh you think becky's in on
0: the government Mm -hmm. conspiracy yeah yes oh i didn't pick up on that at all because terry goes no
1: yeah which was creepy as fuck that was awesome it was really
2: good really good yeah so i do not think she'll live there Mm. i think she'll Fuck Becky up. <laughs> uh, you want some <laughs> Cut back to Ted is a piece of shit. Just a real POS. Can't even answer the door. His mom's gossiping on the phone, or rather his wife, uh, Karen's. His mom. She's gossiping on the phone for apparently two hours, <laughs> and the doorbell rings. And I assume... You know, Ted's probably the breadwinner or something. It's the early 80s, but Karen does everything else. She's trying to relax for a second. Ding dong. Ted, can you get that? And you can tell it's not the first person to interrupt that she has had to handle. And Mm -hmm. Ted real fucking slow about it just like i mean if you're not gonna get there by the time i maybe get up then i'll get it what's kind he even doing
0: in that moment was he reading a paper i think he's just staring there contemplating life <laughs> like, i think fucking i want popcorn trying to remember how to spell his name he's but, probably trying to remember what his children's names are
2: yeah we we hear it streaming things just really just ted's a real pos i believe
1: us. steve and i had the same note for this scene <laughs> fucking Ted yeah. fucking
0: Ted <laughs> he answers lo- the door I do love this scene just because of his interactions with Dustin mm-hmm. uh, Dustin asking Dustin where- gives no fucks <laughs> I love how Dustin asks him where's Mike and Ted does Karen where's Mike Yeah, where's our daughter and <laughs> Uh, don't you know, Karen Karen know our doesn't kids know. don't live here anymore? Yeah. Did you ever know that, Ted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, he sounds so like, he's so shitty about it too. Like, our kids don't live here anymore. Didn't you hear? You interrupted our kids my lazy boy us. time. Well, I think he should
2: have been like, where's Mike? And then Karen,
0: who's Nancy? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dustin says something like, great. You've been, you've been no help at
1: all. Son of a son bitch. bitch. <laughs> In a
2: real big help. Language. Language. Call back to season one, the famous Ted line. Language. What kind, of, what kind of father?
0: What kind of dad? What type of patriarch of a family? Human has, being, I'll human say. human being has their own flesh and blood's friend come to the door and say, you know, I'm looking for my friend, your son. Where's he at? And then you like... Pithily like tell him to go away And then when the conversation is over you go Are we done here had I had really know. important shit I was not doing <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Maybe jacking off
2: <laughs> But Karen's always watching <laughs> <laughs> And I was back in those days The pre-sex positive era <laughs> Ted Are you jacking off? Huh?
0: <laughs> language. There's also that really great line where Dustin's like, "Your your phone line has been busy for two hours, Mister Wheeler, because Karen's on the phone." And he's like, "Oh, I know." <laughs> she said
2: she was gonna blow me right before the phone rang. I've been waiting. In <laughs> That's why he was just in the Lazy <laughs> Boy, staring at her.
0: Karen, I'm waiting. Oh, no. <laughs> Am I gonna have to fall asleep eating popcorn again?
2: i will take care of this if i have to (laughs) so then we uh dustin and steve reunite we didn't see much of their interaction at all in the first season probably just toward the the finale there Mm -hmm. uh but steve shows up and finally because dustin that's why he asked if nancy's there because she also knows about the demogorgon and stuff okay fine i need someone to talk to that shit's going down he can't restart i think he already said he's tried to reach hopper Mm -hmm. um so steve pulls up. up and he's dustin's so gangster there he's just like da da da, da, da. It's like he grabs the flowers you know or no he says are these for uh Mister. mr mr mrs wheeler no grabs them all right cool let's go which is like a gangster ass way to tell them they're not there uh, and then of course the iconic line from the trailer do you still have your bat
1: what bat the one with the nails well you don't
2: fucking play baseball and it was a year ago so
1: <laughs>
2: you know what i mean all oh, that bat that? that
1: you weren't there for, so you shouldn't even peaking, fucking know about it?
2: Well, we can assume he bragged a little bit about Steve's bat skills, which really is what won Nancy And over. so
1: they thought that I had left, but actually I was f- hiding in the corner, and so when the Demogorgon was about to get them, I was like,
2: and now we bang again. That's how that happened, boys. You got Jonathan to camera. So Dustin and Steve take off, and I'm very excited about what we're going to see from that little duo from here on out.
0: yes. You know how... Game of Thrones usually will pit two characters that you don't see coming. Like yeah, they'll, they'll pair them off. They'll pair these characters off, and it becomes like the most enjoyable thing of the season is like these two characters. Yeah, I mean, this go is- to Dorn. Oh, <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> oh, you ruined it. um I'm really excited to see where this you know yeah, takes sure. off. I yeah. hope it's not like a one scene next episode thing. Then they're, and- they're all together. Yeah, I hope I hope we get this this moment of them time to breathe.
2: Mm -hmm. Something I stole from another podcast, Uh, just an insight that I never really thought about. But a lot of shows will do Andy talked about it like a bottle episode. Mm -hmm. But even within that context, there's like one character that a side character even often that they'll spend an entire episode focusing on. Mm hmm. Stranger Things never does that. It touches base with each character in every episode. Usually right typically. before
1: they kill them off, you'll get that. This is all about them, so now you're going to be really sad next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, often that.
2: But Stranger Things is always a really broad, interwoven narrative. Much like the vines in the tunnel. Mm. Mm. Super meta. Quite. Uh, the one with the nails, this is my next note. Uh, then we cut back to the vines choking Hopper out. Um, he tries to go for a cigarette Which is when the vines take the opportunity to ensnare him and I wrote down smoking kills. (laughs) If Hopper had died there he would technically have died from smoking. How about that boys and girls? Uh, I guess that's all we have to say there except subliminal messages. Really stupid idea of him to lay down. It's like horror movies whenever anybody has sex they die. And smokes. And we always know you smoke after sex. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) cut to uh, a scene I loved more than I should have Uh,
0: I think I know why
2: it's so meta oh yeah yeah. Andy and I have a film company we started called Meta Junkie it's called Meta Junkie it's how much we love meta shit we just get a super (laughs) kick out of being smart enough to realize what is meta and I love the meta scene at the end of season one so in this episode we get max uh lucas finishes his story which is not a story it's the truth of what happened in season one but she thinks it's a story or a lie and she says uh was really good i really liked it uh a little derivative i think it could have been more original but it was good (laughs) which is the duffers being coy about some of the criticism they got about stranger things season one or just (laughs) the entity itself and i just really enjoyed that yeah yep rather
0: a lot you guys as well Oh yeah uh, It's it's really tongue in cheek It's quite mm-hmm. funny And it makes sense in, Within the context Of the story It was a smart way To yeah. use that meta joke
1: Very well done Duffers I just wanted to ask Like what about The proud princess Yeah <laughs> We'll throw back To the finale That would have been Out of context Uh
2: Lucas is a terrible follower is the next note that I have down so they she finally believes him because of the way I guess with the urgency with which he covers her mouth as she talks about Eleven and stuff in public in public right When they go into the broader room she's like he's like they will kill us and like she can just see in his eyes that at least he believes that he's telling the truth Mm -hmm. and she's like are you fucking serious so then her brother pulls up she hears the revving engine who's not her brother we don't know what he is it's Billy uh, in his uh, Mad Max mobile and She says, don't follow me out because he got super pissed last time he saw her with Lucas. And yet, so Lucas is like, okay. And stands in the open doorway. (laughs) It's fucking awful. As you walk. And I just, I was flabbergasted like, wow. And then when he pulls off about six feet, walks all the way outside and stands and looks at the car.
1: What the fuck, Lucas? Wow. Don't tell him about 11. (laughs) I'm not here. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and uh, Billy looked pretty pissed, but it, luckily he didn't do one of his awkward-ass freak-outs. He just mm. seemed more exasperated
0: at her. He looked excessively high or under the mm-hmm. influence of something. Like, he had shades on, like he was having a hangover he was or something. Yelling. Yeah. Thought I
2: told you not to hang out with him. Oh, cool. Don't lie. Friends Language. Don't, friends don't lie. <laughs> uh, Come back to Murray. Uh, Murray needs a drink. After they told him everything, uh, Jonathan and Nancy have spilled all the beans and he believes them. And he's like, I need a moment to think about what to do. Nancy asks him a very simple question. Is this tape damning enough? Is it a good enough evidence? He says he needs to think. So he turns on some jazz, uh, makes a pure vodka drink. And what do you guys think about the metaphor?
1: I, dude, I love that scene so much when he was talking about the proverbial them, like you need yeah. to convince them, these mm-hmm. people, you, the priests, the post, the postman or something yeah. like you, if you even get their attention, you know, you're not going to keep it and yada, yada, yada. And then when he starts with the drink metaphor, he lost me. I was like, dude, that was such a good scene. And then he's like, mm, we need to water it down, guys. Wink at the camera. Like it was just too <laughs> fucking, I don't know. What do you think, Steve? The, the, too theatrical. I think you shouldn't give alcoholic drinks to
0: people under twenty-one. That's well, what I'm see. saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Charlie
0: Heaton's British, so that's true. So he can legally drink. Um, <laughs> I did like, like I'm um, with Andy. I, I liked how it started off. That opening speech he did was really good. Um, I enjoy that they didn't just make the character like "aha" to the presses, mm-hmm. <laughs> stop, right. stop printing the papers. Yeah. Uh, but he was legitimately like trying to figure out how are they going to disseminate this information to the the larger public. Um, the The drink metaphor was a little coy and a little mm-hmm. too yeah. like "aha," aren't we clever? I thought it was
2: ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just the notion that he okay, so he's got. Let me walk you listeners through this if you're not big drinkers. This man has Stolichnaya vodka in his refrigerator. He should have put it in the freezer. I didn't check where he grabbed it from. Maybe he did. Was the
1: freezer very pointedly said Russian vodka on it? Yeah, which I, I was like, "Ooh, he's the Russian spy."
2: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you always look for those clues. He, he
1: did do.
0: Yeah, he, he did have a comment where he's like, "Say whatever you want about the Soviets, and make good vodka."
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the only word. Yeah, the Russian vodka is the best. Yeah. so he gets it out, pours a glass, walks around. And he already says, this is what I do to think it, mm-hmm. you know, it suppresses the central nervous system. I turn on this jazz and I drink my vodka. This is what I do very often to clear my thoughts. How the fuck would he not know how he likes his liquor? Hmm. Like he takes a sip. like, This has never happened before. Usually I do a bunch of blow and I don't mind the taste. Like what the fuck? You know, it's like the first time you drink vodka. Like if you want to add half a pint of seltzer water to your vodka then you know that about yourself and that's how you would have made it. That's why it didn't work for me.
1: I feel like he's been sitting on this visual metaphor oh, for a couple wait. of months. Like, um, <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he just got you
0: know distracted by uh, Jaybird's gaze. Maybe Nancy's just, his hair? Jaybird's gaze. He, uh, he's looking at Jaybird. He's like, oh my God, that kid is beautiful. Oh my goodness. Oh, did I not put my <laughs> seltzer oh, in crap. it? Oh, crap. I forgot to put the, dil- the diluting liquid. I know. Mean, he's so creepy. He's just in his stained
2: shirt and his robe. And Andy's right. I hadn't noticed how brilliant that speech was. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of the famous screenwriter that uh, is known for the long dialogue. Not Kevin Smith and not Tarantino, but the other one. Alan ones.
0: Sorkin. Yes!
2: Aaron. Aaron, very Sorkin. Close. Aaron Sorkin. Very close. His Alan. brother Alan really Alan. <laughs> does the writing. That's a conspiracy to talk about. Aaron Sorkin. It was a very much Aaron Sorkin mm-hmm. dialogue kind of moment. Uh, but I was too distracted afterward by the water. But Murray looks like a
0: guy who would be on a Sorkin show. For sure. But he's <laughs> kind of creepy too.
2: He's just yeah. like, I'm in my underwear and you kids drink this liquor and we're going to party in real life his dick would have been hanging out of his boxers (laughs) i can't laugh without coughing anymore it's so awful so then we cut to uh the hawkins laboratory led by paul riser and he's trying to uh check up with his flunkies about what'd you do digging you know the dirt that we dug out of the uh pumpkin fields (laughs) and uh how'd that go
0: Not not well, Doctor Owens. Not well. Uh, We we add heat to soil and it makes tornadoes. Yeah, no biggie.
2: So, but not only the one under the flame. Fuck, above the flame, but all of the beakers simultaneously. Satellite beakers of tornado
1: satellites. So, which is weird because I. I it, feel like the scientist guy, rather than being like, there's something you gotta see, he's like, dude, you gotta check this shit out. This is yeah. fucked up. He's like, oh, there was no pesticides, but, like, <laughs> no, yeah, he would have ran in there, like,
0: Polarizer! <laughs> I feel like that actor they got was probably some intern. Yeah. <laughs> that guy didn't seem like he was a professional actor. All right, no. Tom Hanks didn't show up, guys, so we need uh, you. Who's got a cousin? Anyone got <laughs> a cousin that's not doing shit today? Uh,
2: is a union I think Alan Sorkin <laughs> still not doing
0: anything so. get Sorkin get Sorky baby <laughs> Sorky baby Sorky baby come do, here does the the tornado and the the little mini tornado I don't understand how it that made, works it, well it reminded me of the the shadow monster like, the shadow monster is like nothing oh, yeah. but so with the
2: flame mass. I thought at first what they were getting at is that the soil was reacting the way that the vines do when we put the flamethrower to them mm-hmm. yeah but that's then instead thought. it seemed to be like any kind of stimuli is turning this into the shadow monster itself. Like it's just mm. activating what it really is.
1: I think it was just supposed to foreshadow that it's all connected. So like later yeah, right. when they start burning the tunnels and Will drops and he's like writhing and mm. shit. You know, it's like he's they're, writhing his shit all every. <laughs> he's right I mean, <laughs> it is a pumpkin patch. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's got to be there for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just set, setting up I don't know, and I imagine that's going to be like the Achilles heel for it in some way, you know, like it's all connected so we got to be to find the nerve
2: center or yeah, which it will be and the then gate it all
1: dies at once.
2: And on the next episode of Insights with Andy, <laughs> we discuss the mating ritualism. Uh can we cut to 11 talks to Terry so she dives into the in, uh, inside out uh, while Becky She's like, "Tell her I'm sorry." She's like, "Shut up, bitch!" I told you you could sit here. I didn't say you could talk. <laughs> gotta talk
0: to mama. Uh, to, to mama. <laughs> and she's so. I gotta talk to mama. She's... Not to Becky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she sees. Uh, so the, yeah, we get every little bit of the crazy ass mantra, right? Mm-hmm. We see the the sunflower, the
0: rainbow. The three left, the four to the right, uh, yeah. and the, it, the yeah, 450. It, it starts with uh, her starting to give birth to 11, which looks like it wasn't a good birth.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of blood there. and definitely she Definitely a C-section. Yes,
0: yeah, definitely a C-section. We show her, They show her getting rushed to the hospital, getting cut open, and then um, as she's getting gassed, the baby's coming out, or 11, mm-hmm. Jane is coming out crying, and she sees Dr. Brenner. Uh-huh. He Why would he take himself? down his little thing thing? Probably it's me he's guys like, I just wanted you to know Terry That I've been here The whole time Tell Cersei It was me <laughs> Your boy was such a cunt No
2: <laughs> I don't even think It was a necessary c-section I think it was definitely A baby theft Oh 100% he, he didn't want to wait How long does
0: the vagina Typically
2: take To spit
0: out the baby I have a golf game I have to get to In an hour Can we really speed this up 10 took for hour. <laughs> Don't even Uh, get me started about nine. But then it kind of it seems to jump forward after she wakes up in the hospital, you know, and Becky tells her that the baby was dead, and she's like, "No, I heard her crying." It seems to jump forward a year or two to her breaking, like, getting into her safe, pulling out a gun, going to Hawkins' lab, shooting a cop, yeah, or a security guard at least, and uh, going into the Rainbow Room. We see eleven and possibly eight. That looked like eight to me. Definitely I don't,
2: eight. I yeah. mean, yes, she was the same ethnicity. I don't yeah. want to be that guy. Although,
1: eight in the beginning of, th- season, of the season. I was going to say, what do you guys think about her looking roughly the same age as 11? Yeah, she was significantly older. So, I. I, I yeah, she looks like she's maybe a year or two older. Yeah, I think within. she could be
2: like an uh, not growing that fast, like an underweight five year old to a two year old or something. Yeah.
1: Mm. You think?
2: I don't know. Which would make her like 16. In the van and she looked 28 but yeah that's typical that's
0: for kind of how i felt tv um but yeah a brep so she sees the kids gets taken in by the, the the security guards and then brenner just zaps her brain out of her oh that was awful i mean it, crank it up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it i'm funny that
2: <laughs> yeah, was pretty good uh, that that scene was super awful um uh, mm-hmm. She just wants her child and she's broken. I didn't expect her to fucking shoot a security guard.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> was a bit that was much awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love the two different viewpoints there. I just don't understand how she's sitting at home right now having lost her mind and she's not in jail for life. Like Well, mm-hmm. that's what uh Hawkins Lab typically
2: does, man. You they just sweep just it under put the rug. you back home and it makes you look crazy the gaslight people. It's mm-hmm. better for cover ups than just murder
1: mm-hmm.
2: or prison. Um so they probably just you know, patched that security guard up, paid him a sum of money and then sent her on her way rather than having like cops involved. Mm. But yeah, I just love that. It just threw me off. She's like, put your hands up. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, they were doing it, I think. <laughs> Give them a second.
0: Uh, I know you're in a hurry. Holy shit. I love how they played this whole sequence out, and then they replay it again and again and again, but like quicker and quicker and quicker, mm-hmm. and it's more chaotic and insane the way they edit it together. And it, it's re- it was a really good way of showing everyone why she says these words, but also it kind of puts you in that mind for frame of she's stuck in a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's what was so awful because you realize because uh, Becky says that she, it's, the doctors say it's like she's stuck in a dream and 11 says, is it a good dream? And she says, I hope uh, it is not no. because we get all of those horrible moments and then it fast forwards into the mantra and you realize as a viewer, she has been living out uh, her baby First a very painful birth Her baby being stolen from her Her murdering a person Finding her baby And then having taken it from her And having horrible torture Electroshock therapy uh, And perhaps her sister's betrayal Revolving in her mind On a 10 second loop For over a decade mm-hmm. Without ceasing That's ins- that's cr- That sucks
1: Yeah You don't come back from that Mm-mm.
2: That sucks um, That's all I gotta say about Terry Ives That sucks
1: What a downer
2: yeah, but we did get to see eleven with eight, uh, I believe. That's awesome.
0: Would you guys think about seeing
2: Brenner again? Uh yeah, with Matthew Modine. Uh very not enough Brenner. I love Brenner. Yeah. Doctor uh, Dr. Brenner was the shit. Yeah. I mean not a good guy, but I mean Matthew Modine's
0: awesome. It also gave me an excuse to do that voice. <laughs> yes, which I deeply dearly
2: miss. Uh I thought we had seen some word that he was going to be in season two. and We had talked a little bit about what that might mean if if he had actually been killed because he'd been killed off screen. Mm-hmm. I kind of lamented the possibility that he could come back.
1: Yeah, I think so, that's
0: all we're going to get. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'm, I'm still so holding out hope at least for more flashbacks. Yeah, I really think
2: <laughs> Paul Riser has replaced Modine, but I, I could do with more flashbacks for sure. But
0: at some point, you got to imagine that. Eleven's gonna run into eight at some point. Mm-hmm. And you'd think we'll at least get a couple flashbacks out of that worth maybe what Brenner's relationship you, to eight is.
2: I will bet you a hundred dollar Amazon gift card that they, <laughs> they they meet.
1: Subscribe, rate, and review and submit it to streaming at gmail.com and you can also get a hundred dollar Amazon. You can get gift in on card. this Met.
2: No, I think that the whole point of that cold open into this season was that they're gonna meet eventually for yeah. sure. Because uh, Stranger... The Duffer Brothers don't fuck around with bullshit TV. They deliver. <laughs> they deliver. Unless it's episode three.
0: <laughs> well, even
2: that, I mean, we're being too harsh. I yeah, mean, that was the are. worst episode of the we show, are. but they deliver. The worst episode C-plus. of Stranger
0: Things is still way better than 98% of all TV out there.
2: Yeah, take that, Star Trek. Did
0: I go too far? Which one? Uh, the shitty Beyond. One. Beyond, I don't know. I am just saying one. <laughs> I don't watch Star Enterprise. Trek. Enterprise. I like
2: the bald one. John Luke Bacard. The next generation. Yeah. That's, a, I was a, that's when I was a kid. Let's not divulge into Star Trek mockery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies, ladies, leave the Star Trek out of this. <laughs> uh, so then Bob et al. Look for Hopper. Joyce is driving like a maniac and... Mm-hmm. He's trying to lead them the way. He's done some great scale measurements on the map. and just...
1: I don't know how he did that because like, it's going throughout the whole house. And so, like, how many feet is it from uh, Lover's Lane to whatever else? Well, she
2: had the measuring tape that's the kind for clothing that like bends and stuff
1: yeah except that it's like hang on i need to run through the laundry room bend it around the wall and oh sorry the uh entertainment center's in the way and well he did say hold on it's gonna take me a minute it's not
2: one-to-one yeah you know what i mean so that's why they're a little off base and they mm. need will to like have like a moment an epiphany is like, turn left mm. or whatever Was right, it right there And she just literally goes right into the grass, like Okay, son. She goes straight
0: through the the pumpkin patch sign.
1: I meant at the next light, Mom. (laughs) Poor
2: fucking Bob. I mean, he's just willing to go along with whatever. He's such a nice guy. He is
1: ride or die. He is. And he's just like, (laughs) are we is that what we're doing? All right, let's do it. Give me in the fucking hole, Bob.
2: (laughs) Uh, okay, I don't deserve to ask questions. I'm in the middle of a pumpkin field at night. are are we in Will's map? <laughs> Shut up, Bob. He
0: was geeking out about it. I was like, We're real we're really at Will's Matt. This is awesome. How do you do that? <laughs> this is so cool. Best puzzle ever, Will.
2: <laughs> wait till your Christmas present. Oh. Can't wait to see what the treasure is. My goodness. Uh, and we cut back out after okay, so they find Hopper, help cut him out of the vines. I don't know how Hopper has not been strangled in the hour that the vines have taken to keep tightening on him. Oh hey Jim. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey Bob. I don't understand how he's still alive, but I'm glad he is. Because um, when they cut earlier uh, above ground and we heard Hopper's scream, mm. I was like, 100% sure he is not dead. But the balls if he was. Mm. Um, so then uh, they cut Hopper free, uh, or they cut him a little bit free. He grabs his own knife and wants to finish it himself, which I thought was weird. Give me the knife. Hey, look, bud, if you don't need us, we'll leave. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Bob can't use a knife at high school. I found that out. You know, I don't know if he's got some background information there. Uh, so they climb out. Uh, well, really, the Hawkins Laboratory shows up. After mm-hmm. they saw the tornadoes, they were like, oh, shit. Uh, we got satellite tornadoes. We got, It's a code yellow, I think, sir.
1: To the pumpkin patch. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
2: Sally ho And then they jumped down with the flamethrowers. And a pretty um, heroic Hawkins Laboratory employee, I thought, for once. Yes. yeah. Absolutely. Get out of here, boys.
1: Yeah. We'll take from it from here. No,
2: no, no. Shepard 2.0. <laughs> Dibs on flamethrowers. I hope you like your finds. Well done. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. i wish i could laugh with you fellas uh and then we cut to will having a seizure so he's got that he feels the now memory of immolation. unfortunately
0: ow uh,
2: now memory is burning so he has a seizure it makes a, a ridiculous face falls on the ground and we do
1: weird screeching thing
2: yeah that was creepy that was mm-hmm. good oh, alien noise uh, and then we have a uh, Criminal overuse of the upside down camera technique. I felt like. Would, did, <laughs> do you guys like it? I like.
0: I like the, It was because it was just a straight vertical going up, mm-hmm. and it did spin. But I liked it because it. I don't know. It's a neat air. Arrow shots are cool, yeah. uh, and I and it did showcase that. Mike's not the only one who's hearing this because there is a moment where it lingers a while where yeah. Mike's the only one's like, Will, you okay, buddy? Yeah. Will, and finally you see people kind of entering the frame like, What the fuck's that kid doing? Yeah. <laughs> is he okay? Uh, <laughs> what's he doing? That's weird. That's a weird noise because I'll make that noise just
2: fucked up, up, isn't it? Somebody just kicks him. Quit it.
0: <laughs> hey, can you shut up? <laughs>
2: Freaking me out. Die quieter. Zombie boy. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of that episode. So, uh, Andy. If we don't have anything more on overall thoughts and recap notes, do we have another segment we can move we right? We do into? have another
1: segment. Our cool. chocolate puddings. We go around. We pick our top three for the episode. Top three what? Puddings. Top, oh, I'm sorry. Our top three favorite scenes. Oh, okay. Mm. Or sequences, if you, you guys. Yeah, if we cheat a little bit. Steve, what's your number three? My number three is fucking Ted. Fucking Ted. Uh, it's a
0: dumb God scene, it, but it, we got a good. We got a lot of good laughs out of it just from Ted's negligence. He's such a dick. Um, And just hearing Dustin tell him that he's useless is like, yeah, you're right, Dustin. He is. So that's my number three. what about you, Chris? Uh, my number three is Dustin for the goal.
2: <laughs> Hiding in the shed and he hops out and just smacks that baby Demogorgon straight into the cellar. His little sense of triumph as he gathers his courage. And that little trumpet that you did was perfect because that's kind of how I felt about it. He just resigned to his fate at first. And it's just this horror movie moment, Mm -hmm. which works very well as a horror movie Mm -hmm. right after some comedy, which is the Stranger Things are just the best I've ever seen at interweaving comedy and horror. And then we get this character moment. uh, I don't even know what genre to call it, where he just he's like, you know what, motherfucker, I've been through worse than this. (laughs) (laughs) And I got some sweet hockey gear. So. Uh, I got the number two high score on Dragon Lair. Right. It just, uh, I believe it's Slayer. Dragon Lair is the... What, what's the game called? I think it's They're Lair. One. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Lair. I was thinking Lair. Oh. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's like a dragon birth game. <laughs> layer of dragon. dragon I've got 17 layer. dragon babies. That's a lot of points. Uh, you know, I just really, I didn't see it going there. It really surprised me. That he mm-hmm. was. I thought he was going to be like stuck there and have to be rescued. So... I like my characters to be empowered and have action. So
0: I love that one moment where he, tra- when he traps dart in the cellar and he's like, Oh, sorry. But you you killed made my, my cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you made me do this. Andy, what was your number three? He always gets the best one. Uh,
1: my number three would be, um, the, uh, medicine between Max and Lucas. Uh, just like, like Chris was saying. I and mean, I love, we love, uh, little meta things. Uh, I, I like that they, uh, tongue in cheek, uh, Gave a little nod to uh, the shortcomings that people pointed out in the previous season. But it also was like a important character moment bringing Max into the fold. And finally, at the end of that scene, like when uh, Lucas put his hand on Max's mouth and was like, shut the fuck up. They're going to kill us. She's like, oh, shit, this might actually be real. And so, yeah, it was a cool character turning point moment. What about you, uh, Steve? What's your number two? Coming in at number two, we have Bob the Brain. Bob the Brain, Um, specifically him solving
0: the puzzle of uh, Will and Hopper's, you know, predicament with all the uh, paper that's all over Joyce's house. Um, I just love the way he comes in super nice guy, bringing brain teasers. Then he's completely perplexed. Like, why are we doing this? This doesn't seem right. And then suddenly he understands the context of the <laughs> game and everything. He forgets almost everything. He's like a child. His eyes light up. He's like, Oh, I understand now. <laughs> and just seeing Bob like in his element for the first time where like no one else is as good as he is in this moment right there. Right. Uh, and it's Sean Aston, So he's got that. He's, he's, he's the type of actor that's really good at bringing that, that, that earnest wide-eyed charm to a role mm-hmm. and this was just made for him and it, that's why I love it so much.
2: Uh, my number two was almost that. I crossed it off literally right before he starts speaking. I was like, this isn't honest but I I loved that moment uh, a lot. That whole, I'm glad Bob is Bob mm-hmm. and not evil Bob. Bob the bad. Uh, my number two is uh, the moment with Terry in the Inside Out uh, and I'm going to cheat and use the whole editing sequence of the flashback mixed in with that her time there in the inside out um i was just really impressed with that editing um i don't know how i felt at first about the uh ill-defined borders and fuzziness of the flashback mm-hmm. you know what i mean where they kind of i don't know what the lens trick is there but they kind of just blur the edges to layer make in a filter probably
0: it was yeah. just so well the the streak the, yeah. the horizontal are uh, diagonal streaks in light that's a that's something you can do in premiere yeah so. It just seems amateurish at
2: first to me. I was like, it's like an ER flashback. You know what I mean? Like that TNT show with George <laughs> Clooney and the guy from fucking uh, Top Gun uh, the played Goose.
0: <laughs> Goose! <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? It just seems like a daytime TV flashback effect. Uh, but it won me over by the end. I loved uh, the disorientedness of it because it wasn't a flashback for the audience. This was flashback vision given to Eleven. So it made sense to me and I see the difference there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when we had Charlie Heaton... Flashback for the audience's sake, a memory of Will, it was pure and clear. Uh, any of the other diegetic flashbacks we get are like that. But this is one that's happening within the story itself. You know what I mean? So they kind of had to uh, delineate the difference between that. The editing was good. We picked up a lot of information super quick uh, and it explained that Bizarre mantra that I didn't think had much of an explanation. Mm-hmm. They could have easily been like, "She just fucking says shit, dude. She's crazy as shit." Ice cream, Neapolitan chocolate <laughs> chips, poopy make me go pants. You know, I and I'd she be likes like,
0: brown ice cream and <laughs> other things. That's
2: what she says. So uh, I, I love that it made sense and uh, it obviously shocked the hell out of me and hit me pretty hard emotionally. Like I said, so that's my number two.
1: I thought that that was going to be a. Uh, I shouldn't say I thought it was going to be, I was afraid it was going to be one of those things where like, like a winter soldier unlock code thing. No, but they realize like in the finale when all hope is lost, like, Oh my God, we need to go three to the left and then four to the right. Uh, And Oh look, there's a rainbow on the wall. This is what we have to do. And like, like a super heavy handed, like cut back to, Oh, she was saying that all along. I'm so glad that wasn't one. of My mommy saved us. Uh, this is also, this scene is also my number two. Um, The uh, scare moment with uh, Jane, she says her name is Jane to her, which was kind of touching, Um, when she's like, Mom, I'm home, and grabs her hand like, no, and then disappears. Um, The editing of the, I wasn't as in love with it as you were, um, with the uh, sequence of uh, events that uh, led to her madness, Um, I, I still enjoyed it very much, but what really did it for me was the end of the scene when I realized, like the scope of it and like how heartbreaking it is that her mother is reliving this nightmare constantly like it it, it was a scene that i liked more when it was reframed by my understanding of it as opposed to my experience of it and it's happening which is cool that was a first for me for the series steve Steve. well that was that was crazy you're number Um, one Well, guys,
0: that was my number one, and you have all done a wonderful job of explaining why it is my number one. It's a great scene. I can't say enough of how much I love the editing in it, and uh, yeah, that's my number one. Terry
2: Ives. Uh, My number one, it sounds petty after uh, the depth that Andy and I just went into the number two I just fucking love Eleven so much. Like I just can't describe it. So when she comes to the door and she unlocks the chain lock and she the door opens slowly as though she is the villain in a horror film, and you get, Becky's terrified and she says, "I want to see Mama."
1: Such a badass. <laughs> that's my favorite moment of the episode.
2: That's uh, just crazy. If there's no depth to it other than that, it's just that's my little badass, and I love it.
1: Little badass. Mine is equally. Well, I don't know about equal, but pretty pretty shallow too uh bob the brain is my favorite bob uh figuring out the puzzle just the uh yeah i love these shows up with like these little brain teasers (laughs) (laughs) getting more brain busters uh he he shows up with that and he's such a good guy and like i just love the wonder on his face and his like i said before he's a ride or die dude he doesn't he he, all of the uh questions go out the window when he's like wait i think i got it and i think i figured this out and it's just Fun, you know, I'm I've so not been in love with the whole this season's version of the Christmas lights with like, how are we going to make the house look crazy this time, guys? But <laughs> it, this paid off for it. You know, this made it work for me. So, yeah, that was my number one. Steve, don't we have another uh, segment here? Do we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do, yeah. It's uh, it's called Easter
0: Egos. It's where we comb through the episode and look for cultural references outside of Stranger Things that may have influenced it. This could be pop culture icons. Uh, it could be from film, TV, comics. It could just be product placement that we notice. Or we can make it up.
2: When you said comb through the episodes, it made me think... Uh... They're combing the desert as we speak. Have we found anything?
0: Man, we <laughs> ain't found shit.
2: <laughs> Spaceball. Just not how I felt on this episode. Again, we always start with the low hanging fruits, just rattle them off. First <clears> one to <throat> say them, wins. Then um, Mims. Thin Mints Thin Those still exist But that's cool Thin Mints Thin Mints Girl Scout uh, Cookies I got another Six Sense vibe I forget where But
1: uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> wrote
2: down Six Sense No 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 I remember now He says uh, Something about Do you see them now or in, And Will's like All the time
1: and I was like No <laughs> that's, that's gotta be weird. intentional Am I crazy No I, mean, I think you're right Okay child experience in the paranormal how can you not oh, go to <laughs> anyway uh, let's see other low-hanging fruit um at lucas's house there was a he-man action figure and a leonardo from teenage mutant ninja turtles action figure i saw
2: the he-man i missed the leonardo
1: party party
2: uh the creepy keith cheese puff guy says uh, he calls Mad max road warrior at one point mm-hmm. which is a reference to the popular film franchise of that name
0: uh, seen on Terry's TV we have she's watching Family Feud. She's watching the Feud. Nice. And there's also a sweet Dunkin' Donuts ad. Nice. Right I there front Eggos. and
2: center. I'm cheating him. I see a lot of egos over there.
1: Uh, let's see. Also she, she know my Eggos? <laughs> also, <laughs> also in the uh, arcade there was a uh, poster for the Atari game Millipede. Nice. Um, There was a Qbert poster. There was a Pac-Man poster I love. It, it said uh love after the first bite yeah for pac-man i thought that was pretty good that was an awesome poster i want that on my wall yeah <laughs> Uh um,
0: go ahead
2: there was a goonies reference with mr sean Aston. uh when he walks up to the treasure map and no, that's i'm sorry it's not a treasure map but he walks up to he's filling out the puzzle from the tunnels and he finds the x he's like oh what's this x is this where the treasure is And I just felt like that was a strong Goonies uh, reference wherein they seek treasure the entire film.
0: Speaking of X's,
1: isn't Hawkins Laboratory an X? Oh, I
2: believe it is.
1: That was more of a plus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, I feel like in the uh, Upside Down Tunnels, when uh, Hopper gets attacked by the vines, that is a nod to Evil Dead. With the, uh, oh, very vines true wrapping up his legs and stuff, very true. Uh, hopefully, he it didn't get fucked by I was a branch, say it doesn't go the full distance <laughs> yeah. like uh, evil dead, but
0: yeah, that's that, a messed up scene, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Let's see I, in the
2: tunnels down there, I got a whole aliens vibe when he first discovers yeah. the bones and the pods or whatever they were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's that, it's that blue atmosphere
2: too, yeah, that, that that's very reminiscent of aliens for sure. Uh, I've got a couple more that you probably don't have, so I'll just wait till the end because I don't think they're real.
1: Uh, a couple of board game ones. At Dustin's house, there was a Wheel of Fortune board game, Labyrinth, <laughs> and Score 4. Do you remember that? No, I remember Connect 4. This is like the hardcore version of Connect 4. It's like, it's like Connect 4, only it's almost like a checkered board, and each Connect 4 is like its own peg. It's so... Bizarre. My brother had it. I didn't understand it as a kid, but I played with it because it was fun to stack the little things.
2: <laughs> no, I never remember that at all. You have a good eye for like the little detail stuff.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, you do. Um, going in for the music, Eggos, goes. We had uh, "Whistle in the River" by the Mercy Brothers. Um, I also heard "Strength in Numbers" by Channel Three. It's a punk band. Which is weird that um, Billy was listening to that, and I. He seems more of an '80s hair metal guy, not a punk rock guy yeah uh but anyway um also uh the game asteroids was in the arcade space knife cabinet was right behind uh lucas when he was telling um maxine about what space season. knife cabinet uh it's a, a space knife is a game is, is that, that what was? the I cabinet was behind no all right, right, right um uh karen mentions Mar- margaret thatcher i don't know in what context context is she was on the phone with her friend and all
1: she says like yeah well maybe if it was margaret thatcher <laughs> nice <laughs> what does that mean that's for our uk listeners i got another that was pretty good uh, political reference i'm not gonna lie i had to look it up but uh outside dustin's house there was a mondale ferrero uh sign um and that, that was the reagan bush Competitors right Yeah that's who ran Against Reagan and Bush In 84 oh. um, Walter Mondale And Geraldine uh, Ferrero. Deep cut Duffers Yeah I thought that was Pretty good Like so Dustin's mom's A democrat And uh Of course Fucking Ted is a, We're patriots here Yeah No. yeah He's republican <laughs> Fucking to the bone <laughs>
0: Um Obviously The D- Dig Dug Uh Is a Easter egg uh, Obviously it's the title Of the um episode episode but literally I think we were talking about this earlier Chris that they're in tunnels this episode fighting monsters like in the game dig dug which is kind of cool very meta very nicely done um, when they're talking to Murray and Murray says something like people like the curtain they don't want to uh, see what's behind the curtain I thought uh, that reminded me of um, Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. where they're like don't look at the man behind the curtain yeah I love the curtain
2: behind the curtain reference that he did mm-hmm. though we didn't talk about that yeah. but that was part of the speech where I was like "Damn, that's good writing
0: um, and then my last two, um, Hopper has an obsession with making sure his hat's okay, similar to Indiana Jones. Yeah, I thought that too. Oh, man. I really
2: didn't think you guys caught that one. <laughs> I was super into it. <laughs> Fuck, um, should have went.
0: And then when Will is freaking out in the very last scene, his face looks like the face in um, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers when they find out that you're not a snatcher, and they go, oh!
2: Oh, that oh, weird true. face. We were just talking about that too. Yeah. Cause his whole possession things, uh, you know, there's a lot of possession horror movies that they could have pulled from, but that's a nice little touch there. Nancy and Jonathan pull up to the motel that the sign really reminded me of, uh, like a Bates motel reference. And I know mm. neon, yeah, I thought that too. neon motel signs are pretty ubiquitous, but I just really got a Bates motel sign the way that it was, uh, canted at that angle mm-hmm. i don't know if anybody else feels like it. i'm gonna write it down as an ego. fuck it <laughs> it's canon on streaming things <laughs> uh that i think caps off this episode chapter five dig dug of streaming things again i cannot implore you enough to rate review and subscribe to our podcast we need all the help that we can get and again if you have any feedback whatsoever please send it in to uh, streaming at gmail.com And let us know what else shows you'd like us to to talk about next, if you want to continue on with this charade, if you will, because we sure do.
0: We are men of the people, and whatever the people want, the decision is yours. The people. people. That would be
2: very painful. That's what I thought. you were going all Bane on us.
1: Yeah, that was a quote from, wasn't it? That, yeah, that was Bane.
0: The oh. paper.
2: <laughs> I'm very stupid. That's
0: the when. Paper. That's the part of when Bane's like at Wall Street and he goes yeah. Adam Sandler and starts like Gotham is yours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like Tom Hardy's Bane performance. Oh, I do too. I Loved it. Oh, okay. I do too. Oh, well, we're all on the same page. It's just fun. It's just that's fun to impersonate. Fun. That's not as fun. It's extremely fun. God
1: damn it, Ted.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, if you, I
2: don't think I have anything else to say.
1: Shit. <laughs> Fuck.
0: November seventh. <laughs> Send in those screen grabs of your review by November 7th to get 100 bones.
2: Or whatever you want a screen grab.
0: No dick pics. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being clear. Drawing mm. a line, no dick pics. It's a dick-shaped line in the sand. <laughs> We're on this side of it. <laughs> on that side of it. God damn it The mere mention of dick pics Just opens the floodgate To dick pics oh, That's all we're getting oh, okay. now ah, fuck it Send them We want any kind of feedback If
2: they're constructive dick pics We'll picks. rate them We'll rate yeah. them Maybe five stars <laughs> just, send, just send back Three stars Send us a gift card <laughs> uh, And tune in for chapter six Very shortly My name is Chris I'm Andy And I'm Steve And I love you Born and raised on the playground is where I ran most of my days. Chilling I'm out my with Max day. and Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> Killing some demagogues
0: outside of school. When we caught
2: Dustin, up to no good. Starting hot and chill in keep, my neighborhood. Probably keeping
0: dart from the neighborhood. <laughs> I got one little fight and then Joyce got scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It could be good.
0: you moving with Lonnie. <laughs> You're moving <laughs> with Becky
2: and your aunt. and Not Hawkins. wherever Terry Ives lives. <laughs> what you talking about, Lucas? At a point.
0: What's the time?
1: Sixteen fifty. <laughs>
2: or you can leave it in because it's hilarious. I'm okay with it.